Alright, what up? What up? Hello, welcome back. Project 6 Podcast. It's been been a couple of weeks since I recorded one of these. Uh, so, here's the deal. Quick, quick little summary here. There was a week that I just... I got to like Sunday night and I realized I hadn't recorded the podcast. And then I didn't record it the next week because I was thinking about canceling it. Which I talked about before. And then I found... You know, I looked into that website I had heard about where I could host podcast for free um i looked into that i swapped the podcast over did all that new plan so paying for the podcast i i want to avoid doing just like i said before money reasons but um keeping up weekly was a lot for me but you know i figured well what if i keep doing the podcast narrow it down to just stories i really want to discuss and i do it monthly Right, so here's the plan. I'm going to record these little monthly recaps. A lot of the big news or the stuff that I thought was important. Talk about the games I played that month. Talk about, you know, whatever else I feel like talking about and then wrap it up. And then maybe, you know, maybe there's a big event, right? Maybe, uh, you know, we get to E3 time and there's a whole bunch of gaming news and I don't want to wait till the end of June or whatever. And I want to talk about it or whatever else. Right, so that's going to be sort of how this goes. I'll record one at the end of every month, and if something big happens and I feel like talking about it, like, for example, and we'll get to this in a little bit, the big Pokemon announcements this week. Uh, You know, if this was in a a random month, the second week, and they announced two massive Pokemon games like this, maybe I'll record a special episode and I'll just talk about it for 20 minutes or whatever. Right, so we'll just sort of play it by year. Definitely once a month, and we'll we'll go from there and see how this plays out. And then you can always keep up with me on Twitter, where I'll I'll mention stuff if anything changes or whatever, most likely. But speaking of E3, let's just get this started. We'll go right into E3. Um, you know there were there was news at the beginning of the month. E3 is moving forward with plans for a digital event, which I think is good. Uh, I think. You know, if you if you hear people in the industry talk about E3, it was sort of moving in a direction where people were trending from it anyway, right? PlayStation was skipping a year. People have pulled out of E3 to do their own events. Uh, look, last summer was nice with, like, Jeff Keighley's little Summer Games Fest and everyone did their own little events. And I'm fine with everyone doing their own individual events. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, with E3... The draw to it is that everybody releases all their stuff at the same time, right? So every, you just get to sit down and bang, 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 everyone within the fir- those like two or three days, everyone does their stuff, all the information's out there, and it, it all comes out at once. Whereas last year, it was like, okay, you know, this week we're doing Ubisoft, in two weeks we're doing EA, a week later we're doing Microsoft, you know. Um, or it was like a month later they were doing Microsoft and Sony was in there somewhere, right? It was sort of all over the place. Like, I like, give, just give it to me all at once. Uh, I, I think that's fun. But that's that. Uh, digital E3, I think it'd be fine. Just, look, I don't go to E3, right? I just want the presentations. So just put them together, release them somewhat within the same time period, right? I don't even need them within the same couple of days. You want to release one, and then release another one a week later. So like, for example, say you do EA on a Saturday and then Microsoft on a, a Sunday. 
well, then you wait till the next Saturday to do PlayStation and then Nintendo can do whatever the hell they do because they operate on their own schedule. Something like that, I think, would be good for E3. Anyway, moving on. Uh, CD Projekt Red got hacked this this uh, this month, which was not not funny. It's not a good thing to talk about. You know, someone got in, pulled a bunch of source code, uh, and I guess this was legit because they were actually dumping it in places. Uh, and obviously, the the bigger concern here is how it relates to the people that work at CDPR, right? Legal information. Uh, employee information, stuff like that. That's more of the important stuff because nobody, no real game developer is going to take stolen elements of games and put that in their games because then they're they're screwed if they do that. So, that I mean, that's not really a huge concern. It's more of the the other stuff. And, I mean, the the note <laughs> that the hackers sent was comical, right? So, I mean, CDPR basically came out and said screw you guys we are not we are not going to give in to you um it, like they wrote in here you have been epically pooned like guys wh- what year are you writing this thing in like seriously nobody nobody's used the word pooned in like 15 years and i th- i think there are, there are like some typos in here they say in here like investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower like what the hell are you doing and it just it reeks of like some 16 year old jackass who had no idea what they were doing but and then as a result uh cyberpunk or it was just announced that cyberpunk 2077's second patch was which was supposed to come out this month got delayed and they're now targeting the second half of March to release it. Second half of March feels a bit late. So I don't know what exactly is going on there. Like it started to feel like this patch just wasn't coming anyway. And this may have just been convenient timing in regards to that. But the thing that's worthwhile here is when they announced that they were delaying the patch they said they've been working on numerous overall quality improvements and fixes, which makes me hope that this next patch, you know, they'll they'll make some serious like quality of life adjustments, game adjustments, stuff like that, where instead of just like bug fixes and whatnot. But again, long way to go with Cyberpunk 2077. Not touching it anytime soon. I actually just uninstalled it from my computer this week. And that's that. So no rush there with Cyberpunk. Still a long way to go. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC on the Epic Games Store. That was a thing. Which is cool. I mean, they're releasing all of Kingdom Hearts on the PC. I'm, I'm into that. Like, to put it on all consoles. I'm totally fine with that. I think it's cool. Uh, the downside is, <laughs> if you want to buy all of Kingdom Hearts on, like, your PlayStation... It costs like what? So sixty for Kingdom Hearts three, and then the other the other game collections. So it's one point five plus two point five, then it's two point eight, and Melody of Memory, and three, right? So one one point five and two point five has most of the games. Two point eight has that little final stretch at the end. Then you have Kingdom Hearts 3 and its DLC, and then Melody of Memory just came out, which I actually never played, now that I think of it. Alright, 
there, there's going to be a really weird skip there uh, because I had an issue with Audacity recording, but whatever. I don't know what that was about. Moving on. Um, anyway, the point I was getting as I started to ramble there and then I realized it wasn't recording anymore. Uh, to get all of Kingdom Hearts on PC costs like it's something asinine. Everything on here is full price. It was well over $100, whereas you can buy it on the PlayStation because these collections are on sale all the time for like 100 bucks or something. Like, it's way cheaper. Because Kingdom Hearts 3... Actually, Kingdom Hearts 3 might not even be full price on PlayStation anymore, right? It's two years old now. Wow, time flies. Um, yeah, so unless you just don't have a PlayStation... even You could probably even get these on Xbox now for way cheaper than this because it's on there too. So it's way overpriced on PC. So unless you really want to play Kingdom Hearts on your PC, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. It's just super expensive, whereas you can get it for a reasonable price elsewhere. And then Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was finally announced to have a June 11 release date, which I'm glad to see, because uh, they really haven't advanced on this game at all. And I'll I'll get to the state of play for PlayStation that just happened, but they didn't release a trailer for that there. So it's really just been that one piece of gameplay they showed off, and that's all we've seen from Rift Apart. Which, so, I mean, it's about time they finally said when it's coming out. June 11th, good time, right? Get it get it right out there at the beginning of the summer. Feels like a good time to release that. All right, this this next one's kind of a, a big deal, I guess. Uh, six days in Fallujah, the modern military shooter that I guess was originally supposed to come out in 2009 and got canceled because nobody wanted to publish it and then has now been restarted and now it's supposed to come out next year obviously so if you're not tuned into this like I wasn't uh it's the game is built around a battle that took place during the Iraq war where the United States allegedly used chemical weapons. I, which parts allegedly? I Because I, I believe people that were there said that they used them but didn't use them for certain things. They were mis... The allegation, if you want to call it that, was that they were misusing chemical weapons, Right. So I don't want to talk about that part of it because, I look, I do my best to keep all the political stuff aside and my feelings on certain things aside. That's just, it's just how I approach things. So I'm not going to touch on that. That's obviously a huge part of the controversy. And with the, de- is it the develop, like the main developer, the CEO, director, whoever kicked up this whole controversy because he said he didn't want to make a, he wasn't making a political statement with the game. But it's a game about an event that was highly political and all that, right? So it it just doesn't really make sense. And he's talking about wanting to tell this story. And I just, I want to get back to my, my main point here, which was my main point with Black Ops Cold War as well. Not quite as drastic, obviously. Um, what, are you, what are you doing using real life history here? You want to do a story in like a modern shooter? Fine. Make up a war. Make up a story. Do whatever the hell you want. Like nobody cares if you make it up. 
But when you bring in real life events and people who were involved in a real life situation, that's where I think you start getting you start getting into hairy territory. And it's probably not fair for me to start with Cold War because I, I want to say a, an earlier Black Ops game had uh, JFK in one of them. I'm, I'm not sure. It might have been one of the Black Ops games that I didn't play. But like they had Ronald Reagan in um, Black Ops Cold War. And it's like as soon as I, I see someone like that in what, in a trailer for a game, it's like, can, can we not... Let, let's not twist modern history, right? Let's not put real people in games with made-up stories. Let's not put made-up stories in real-life situations. Like, I mean, World War II is a little different, right? It was forever ago, right? Not that, not that like, the, the late 1900s was forever ago. I mean, it was a long time ago, but I, I just... I generally err on the side of don't put real life people in real life settings in your video games, right? Let just, just avoid it. Make stuff up, create people out of thin air, avoid, avoid that sort of crap. So this game, this game is obviously kicked up, kickstarted a firestorm as it should. And, uh, you know, it feels like one of those games, like, are you, I mean, we're talking about more than. When was this game first pitched? I mean, you're, you you got to be talking about now 13, 14 years since the idea of this game was kicked up. Like, what are you so adamant in pushing to make this game for? Unless you're just trying to rile people up, which is just dumb. So, that that's my sort of standing on that. I, I think it's stupid. It's a bad idea. The game will probably never get released, if I had to guess. But moving on, BlizzCon line was this month. Uh, the only the only big takeaways here for me are Diablo 2 Resurrected was shown off, the Rogue in Diablo 4 was shown off, and there was nothing about Overwatch 2. Not really. Uh, Overwatch 2 I find interesting. Like, is that game anywhere near being ready? I have no idea. And then the Rogue looked kind of cool in Diablo 4, but I'm only going to play like Magic Cast... Uh, magic classes in that game because that's generally what I like to play and Diablo 2 I'll get it I'll play it I'm glad to see that I think it's only 40 bucks <clears throat> 40 or 50 I can't remember uh and I'll probably enjoy it but I'll tell you looking at the trailer for that I mean you can see how outdated that game is and just the way it plays I think a lot of people are going to be probably surprised at that uh Jim Ryan the uh, CEO over at PlayStation did an interview with G GQ where he talked about there's a new format of VR coming to the PS5. Uh, I don't know. It's something I'll probably never explore because I'm just not super into VR. Like, I haven't even used <coughs> my Oculus Quest to play another game since uh, I finished the, was the Tales from the Galaxy's Edge was the last game I played. I have a couple other games here listed that I was going to try and I just I haven't got to them because I just VR games just aren't they're not totally it for me but I thought the more important thing here is that he mentions in this interview that they're going to look at bringing more PlayStation games to PC which I think is good right this gets back to that whole exclusivity thing like maybe you don't have to be so restrictive 
with your titles, right? So I'm making the personal switch towards playing more games on console now that I've been so impressed with the PS5. So, I mean, I'm probably not going to play them on PC, but there are a lot of people who don't have PlayStations and have PCs and would like to play, you know, Bloodborne or whatever. And I think it's good to release those on PC. I don't think it really does any harm to anybody. <clears throat> so that's really all I have to say on that. EA officially killed Anthem. Uh, they had a meeting a couple of weeks ago, right, where they were going to really determine whether or not they were going to pursue Anthem and fixing it, which I think they had said, was that two years ago that they said they were going to start fixing Anthem? And they've basically said nothing about it since. And then they officially killed it this week. Um, not surprised, right? That that game, that's a game that I always felt was a bust from the second they first showed it, and it it carried out that way. And I think it's kind of dumb that they just strung it along this long. Like, I mean, the game was a bust. You couldn't initially recover in that for if you can't initially recover in that like first year, y your game is probably done, right? I mean, I know Final Fantasy XIV is probably an exception to that, <clears throat> but I mean, more often than not, you, you got to recover it in that first year. And I don't think Avengers is very far away from having to follow the same path here. But we'll see on that. But speaking of Bioware, it also got reported this week from Jason Schreier that Dragon Age 4 was originally supposed to be a live service game. And after... The success of Jedi Fallen Order and the failure of Anthem, EA went in and allowed, just scrapped the whole live service game and allowed Bethesda to go back to making it a single player RPG. So here's the thing, right? I mean, this is, this isn't surprising. EA was, this is the thing, like with these publishers that just get so locked in on maximizing their profits with games, like guys... It's not going to work. Like, just do what you do. Right? Just make a good game and it will sell. Like, this, the whole concept that single player games were dead was just so dumb because it's just not, it's just not accurate. Single player games were not dead. They're still insanely popular, which is just annoying that anybody thought that way. And, you know, it explains a lot why Dragon Age 4 was first shown off and we haven't, we really haven't seen anything about it since. Right, because they were working on one thing, and then they shifted course, completely scrapped it, and probably went back to doing what they wanted to do. And it also explains why you know the people in charge were leaving, and why the the game was constantly in flux. It felt like when news came out about it, because there was obviously a shift there where Bioware didn't want to do something, EA wanted them to. Bioware lost people who were running the game because of it, so you know. <clears throat> what does that mean for uh, the future of this game? I have no idea, right? Because, you know, Jason wrote in here that the game first entered development in 2015. Then it was rebooted in 2017 to push for monetization. People left. And then the game was announced in 2018. And now they've backpedaled. It's just dumb. Like, fucking around just make good games anyway uh 
<laughs> that's a tough one to transition from. Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct this month that was a complete dud. <laughs> they announced basically nothing. Uh, Skyward Sword HD, but whatever. There was a new Switch character, another anime swordsman, but there was really nothing in there. It was a pretty useless Nintendo Direct, honestly. I The fact that I, I don't have anything written down here for what was in it tells a lot. Right? They specifically said no Breath of the Wild 2 information. There was no Switch Pro information. Nothing. This is a complete whiff. Uh, and then following it up, the other day we had a PlayStation State of Play, which was another kind of a dud. Right? They showed off Kena Bridge of Spirits more. The game looks fantastic. Honestly, looks like a Disney or a DreamWorks movie. Uh, I'm super into it. It's so up my alley. It's not even funny. And... I think that game was supposed to come out next month. Now it's coming out August 24th. End of summer game, perfect. Uh, very much looking forward to that. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be good. It looks really good. Uh, they also showed off Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated and the PS5 upgrade for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, biggest takeaway here, honestly, Nomura is going full Kingdom Hearts with this thing. There's going to be, by the time this is done, there's going to be like eight different Final Fantasy VII remake installments. It's, he's going full Kingdom Hearts with this thing. Who knows how long it's going to take him to finish. But Integrate's coming. I think it's introducing a new character and Yuffie. <clears throat> so I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes, right? Nomura could go any number of directions with this. I think it's coming out in June. I didn't write the release date here. I, I want to say it was June. Uh, but the final... So the PS5 upgrade, right? If... So they... If you have the hard copy, you can get the upgrade. But you can only get it... So if you have the digital Final Fantasy VII, you automatically get the free upgrade. If you have... Yeah, it comes out uh, June 10th, 2021. <clears throat> if you have the physical Final Fantasy VII... You also get the free upgrade, but only if you have a disc slot on your PS5. I don't have a disc slot on my PS5. <laughs> so that sucks. Uh, and they're giving it away free next month for PS Plus users. But the free PS Plus version is not eligible for the PS5 upgrade. Which stinks. <laughs> so, for me to get the upgrade, I'm going to have to rebuy Final Fantasy VII. Which is a bummer. But I'm going to trade in all my PS4 stuff, I think. And I'll just buy it back with some of the money I get from that. So whatever. Um, and then obviously the, the biggest dud, or the biggest thing that led to the state of play being a dud, was Horizon, Forbidden West, and God of War Ragnarok weren't shown at all. There was nothing about them. Uh, Jim Ryan, I think in that GQ interview, said that Horizon Forbidden West was coming this year. That was a couple days before the Direct. So, I I don't, as of right now, both these games are still supposed to come this year, but not showing them off in the first state of play of the year, to me, was not a encouraging sign for their release this year. Particularly God of War. They could totally release a Horizon trailer in, like, June and release it in November, no problem. <coughs> God of War, the fact that we haven't seen anything since the teaser in 2021, did feel a little early. Uh, I feel like God of War is going to get a delay at some point. We'll see. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't have a, a lot of high hopes that both of those games are coming out this year. Horizon, probably. God of War, no. And then, hey, today's Pokemon Day. And yesterday, the Diamond and Pearl remakes were finally revealed. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, they're coming out this year. Finally, we're getting the Diamond and Pearl remakes. I'm excited about that. I don't love the art style. <laughs> right? Like, pretty much everybody. That chibi weeb sort of art style I don't love and I understand it was probably chosen specifically to maintain the image of the original games and the style of the original games like I I understand that but here's the thing right when they remade red blue and yellow they made them in the look and style of Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, right? It matched Gen 3. When they remade Golden, Silver, and Crystal, they it was made to match the look and feel of Gen 4. It looked like Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. And when they remade Ruby, Sapphire, and, Ruby and Sapphire, it matched the look and feel of XY. It fit the generation. This game does not match the look and feel of Gen 8. It looks nothing like Sword and Shield. And I think that's a, a direct result of giving of outsourcing this to another developer. Because this is the first time another developer has made a main series Pokemon game. Which I don't love. Um, and then that also leads to my concern. <clears throat> is this a direct one-to-one -one remake of Diamond and Pearl? Or is this going to include the changes from Platinum? Because the changes from Platinum were hugely important to Diamond and Pearl and made the game significantly better. And that's mainly the Pokemon variety, right? Because, I mean, the Fire-type Elite Four trainer didn't even have a full team of Fire-types or even half a team of Fire-types, right? The game was devoid of Fire-type Pokemon. So I would hope that these remakes are going to incorporate the changes made in Platinum. But... The fact that it was outsourced and they are making a serious effort to match the original games, I do wonder. We'll see what it looks like when it comes out. My guess is that I'm just being overly concerned over nothing, but I do think it's worth pointing out. Uh, and we'll see more of the games. I know a lot of people are freaking out about it. <clears throat> I think it's a little early to freak out about it totally, but there are concerns to say. Which leads me to Pokemon Legends Arceus, which was the huge surprise of the Pokemon presentation. Nobody expected a huge open world Pokemon game to be announced. And that's, I get it, right? Like it's huge. Everyone's excited. Open world Pokemon. I get it. Is an open world going to work for Pokemon? Because it doesn't really work in gold, silver, and crystal. Right? The mid game of the Johto region gets completely bogged down and turned into a crawl. Because all the levels are the same, right? You can, Between the 4th and 7th gym, you can go anywhere you want. And all the levels reflect that. So the game slows to a crawl. Progression slows down. It turns the game into a grind. And I don't know. I, I don't know if an open world is a good thing for Pokemon. And the trailer for this game I find to be borderline alarming. 
it's obviously done to match Breath of the Wild, right? Just the aesthetic, the camera shots, the sounds, it's made to match Breath of the Wild. But you watch that trailer, the frame rate sucks, the animation on the Pokemon in the open world sucks, the texture quality sucks, the game looks completely flat, dead, lifeless, dry, whatever you want to call it. It's just a barren, empty landscape with one town in the middle of the region. <coughs> Sorry, I have I have this cough that just won't go away. I just, I, the more I look at Legends Arceus and the more I think about it, and the more I talk about it, the more concerned I get for it. There's a long way to go and people love to throw out the, well, the game isn't, the game's not done. There's still a year till it comes out. The game footage wasn't final. Yeah, well, we say that you say that about every one of these games and how many of them drastically change from that first trailer when they say the footage isn't final almost none of them they all come out looking exactly like that it happens every time so don't tell me the game's not out for another year there i have very real concerns for this game and they they increase by the by the minute so again too early for me to have a complete meltdown over it, but I have very real concerns for this game, but we'll see how it goes as we get closer. You know, this game needs to be way more than just roaming around an empty world catching Pokemon. And another big part of it is... <coughs> Sorry. What the hell was I just going to say? I just got so wrapped up, and then I coughed, and I lost it. Anyway, those are just some of my scenarios. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Pokemon has formed a habit now of releasing their major titles late in the year. And this is scheduled to be an early 2022 release. And it's already said to be a spinoff game, right? So this may be a directional change for the franchise moving forward. But this is not a main series Pokemon game which means this is probably going to be a much smaller scale game along the lines of Pokemon Snap, right? Something like that. We'll see how this is. I I have major concerns about this game. I think people need to pump the brakes on this because what I have seen does not necessarily scream, oh my God, this game could be amazing. It sounded much better in words when it leaked out than after I saw it. But anyway, that's it for I have for news. And that's all I have for news. Uh, we'll come back after a little break here. Talk about some games I played this month. <clears throat> some uh, some TV and movie news, and then we'll call it a day. All right, we're back. All right. Uh, Post Malone's Pokemon concert starts in about 50 minutes, so get this bad boy wrapped up. Uh, so what have I been playing? I kept playing... At the start of the month, I was still playing in the Immortals Phoenix Rising DLC, the first one. Um, I never actually went back and finished it. It was fine. I don't really have any more thoughts on it than that. Anything else I said in the other podcast pretty much nailed it. Uh, I tried Valheim for, I probably played like an hour of it before I refunded it. I, survival games, I know this was a huge... The fad this month, a lot of people were playing it, a lot of people were loving it. You know, survival games just aren't my thing. I I've never been able to get into a survival game. I gave it a try, I played it for a little bit, and that just wasn't, it just wasn't doing it for me. 
Uh, but I, I did try Hollow Knight. Uh, I'm in, I think I'm like seven hours into, into that right now. At first, I thought I was going to refund it after like an hour, and I wasn't really catching on to it. But in the last few hours, particularly last night, um, I've really started to pick up a little steam here, really figure out how it works, started to unlock some new things, and, and I'm really starting to dig it. Uh, I think it's pretty good. We'll see how I feel about it later on, but Hollow Knight, I mean, obviously I've heard a lot of good things about Hollow Knight. People have a lot of good things to say about it, but uh, it's good. I am uh, I'm enjoying it. And actually, I just saw on Twitter, I know the game's, the game's like six bucks on PSN right now or something. Uh, pretty good game. I'm really enjoying it. And we'll see how it goes. Obviously, the big thing I've been playing, actually, I'll just touch on this real quick. Uh, Grand Theft Auto on PC, the no pixel role playing server, released version 3.0 a few weeks back. So that's been that's been a huge thing on Twitch. I've spent a lot of time watching that. <laughs> if you've never watched Grand Theft Auto role-playing on Twitch, I would highly suggest spending some time and watching it because it's fucking hilarious, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I've started running Twitch on my TV behind me using my uh, Fire Stick, and I, I almost have... I, I probably have Grand Theft Auto role-playing running on the TV behind me the majority of the day. It's, I love it. It's so good. It's so entertaining. The streamers who are in there are so creative. It's fantastic. I love watching it. Um, and that's that. I've always wanted to try playing it, but I, I don't think I could re- really get into character and do it. But super cool. Love Twitch RP. It, it honestly might be the best content on Twitch if I think about it. Anyway, uh... The big thing I've been playing this month has been Pokemon Hardcore Nuzlocks. I am super into these things now. Um, I finished my Platinum one. That was that was a lot of fun. It only took me one attempt to beat Platinum. Uh, and I made the switch over to Sacred Gold, which is the Triano hack of Heart Gold. My first attempt got pretty deep. I got to the top of the radio tower against Team Rocket, and there was a surprise battle with Giovanni that popped up there. And I also learned that the Team Rocket areas, the levels jump when you get to Team Rocket. So I was underleveled, took a huge beating, and then at the end of that tower, I just got rolled. Um, And my attempt died right there, which was unfortunate. That was really good. And then I started my second attempt, and then this morning I got rolled by Bugsy's Scyther. So I started my third attempt. I am now at Bugsy again, and tomorrow morning I am going to be trying Bugsy once again. And I'll be streaming that. But, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Hardcore Nuzlocks are tough, man. They're tough, but they're super fun. The strategy of it I love. Uh, having to come up with new thing, new ideas on the fly and mix and match to get through it. Oh, it's a super good time. I'm I'm really loving playing the hardcore Nuzlocke. But again, I'm a Pokemon guy. That's what I do. Uh, and so that really is going to be Pokemon and Hollow Knight, probably predominantly, until something new comes out. Uh, I don't I don't know what's coming out early March. We'll uh. We'll figure that out as we go. 
figure it out afterwards. But, I don't know, there's, there's really not a whole lot to play right now, so I'm just sort of scraping my way through and coming up with stuff. Alright, let's move on to some other topics here. I got WandaVision here. WandaVision's fantastic. Uh, keeps getting better and better. Next week is the finale. Uh, I'm expecting I'm expecting something massive in that finale, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier kicks up after that. But WandaVision's excellent. Highly recommend it if you're a fan of the Marvel movies. It's very good. It starts off super weird. If you can get through the first three episodes, you're you're fine. But I think it's really good. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, Scarlet Witch is about to go full Scarlet Witch. And it's going to be sick. Keeping it with the MCU. Uh, there was this article that came out in Variety earlier this month. That uh, is called Black Widow vs. F9. Which summer blockbuster will blink first? Because I guess everyone's waiting to see whether or not Black Widow or Fast and the Furious 9 is going to be the first one to pull the trigger and delay their movies again. Uh, And it's stated in here, and really I only care about the Black Widow aspect of this, right? Because the movie was supposed to come out a freaking year ago. Almost a year ago now. Um, But it's stated in here that Kevin Feige is the one who's really fighting to keep this as as a theater release and not Disney+. Plus. But, uh, I mean, at this stage, can you just release it, please? Just put it on Disney+. Plus. I get it. It sucks that you're not going to get your full theatrical release here. But even if you do release it in theaters on time, how many people realistically are going to go see it? Right, so... And and it is mentioned in here that, you know, they could convince Feige to change his mind or they could just flat out overrule him. We'll see... I mean, we're getting closer to the release date. They're going to have to make a call here one way or another. Um, I just, I would like to see Black Widow. And I feel like delaying it is probably going to, like, I would say it's going to impact like a post credit scene or something in the direction of the MCU. But my guess is if there was a post credit scene that was important to after Black Widow... So say Black Widow has a post credit scene that's important to the multiverse and Doctor Strange or whatever, right? I could totally see them shifting that around and putting that post credit scene after Falcon and the Winter Soldier and swapping that show's post credit scene with Black Widow. Like, they could do something like that. That's not off the table. But whatever. Just effing release it. Please. I want to watch it. Now, me personally, I will go to a movie theater to see it. But that's me. A lot of people won't. Just put it on Disney Plus, please. And I will watch it. Uh, And then the other MCU news. uh, Spider-Man 3 is officially called No Way Home. Which I think is a great name for it. Uh, Obviously, Peter's on the run because his identity's been exposed to the world. So he has no way to come home. Right? This is going to be a multiverse movie. The other two Spider-Men are going to come through the multiverse. They're going to have no way back home. Or I guess there's a chance that all the Spider-Men could go through the multiverse and end up somewhere else and have no way home, right? They could go any number of different directions here. My guess is the other characters are coming into the MCU universe. But I think it's a great title for Spider-Man and what that movie is, 
going to end up being about. All right. The Last of Us HBO series. Uh, this, this was a thing. So, as it's listed here, Bella Ramsey will be playing Ellie. She is the girl who played Leanna Mormont in HBO, or in HBO, in Game of Thrones. <clears throat> um, I don't love it. I think she's highly, highly overrated. I think the character of Leanna Mormont stunk and was annoying in Game of Thrones, and I just, uh, I'm, that I don't like. We'll see how she does. Uh, I I don't really know how I feel one way or another about that specific casting. I just know that that the character of Leanna Mormont annoyed me by the end of Game of Thrones, and I hated how much people just obsessed over that character because I didn't think she was that interesting. The casting news I do like about that show, and it makes me it makes me go back and and sit there and say, well, why do you even need to do Joel and Ellie's story? Right? Just make a different story in the world of The Last of Us and it'll be fine. It, it, you don't have to do Joel and Ellie again. We know that story. But then then they come out and say Pedro Pascal is going to play Joel and I'm super into it again. Right? Pedro Pascal is now going to be typecast as the dad of Hollywood for the rest of his life. Right? First he's playing the Mandalorian. Now he's playing Joel. Same idea. But Pedro Pascal is excellent. Um... He, he's not quite as, like, gruff as... Is that the right word? Gruff? That I would expect for Joel? Yeah. I just... It'll be... It won't be Joel Joel. It'll be a little bit of a different take on Joel. Which I guess is okay. I just... I really like Pedro Pascal, so I'm cool with it. I think it's going to be really good. I think he's excellent. It just won't quite be the Joel that I'm I have in my head, or that was in the first game. And uh, speaking of the Mandalorian, Gina Carano was officially fired from Lucasfilm, cut from Star Wars, however you want to phrase it, over her social media stuff related to politics. Again, I'm not going to get into the other stuff about like what specifically she was posting. Um, you know, this this is more so cuz I generally look at something like this and I say I I really hate making a decision like this based off someone's politics, but I look at more and that's obviously a factor here. I look at this more as you are knowingly antagonizing people on social media and you just keep doing it. And I have to imagine she was warned at some point to stop antagonizing people. And to me, that's the bigger point here because they were going to give her her own show, right? It's not like she changed in the time that she came on the show. It's not like she behaved one way on social media, came on the show, was there for a year, and then started doing something else. She was like this the whole time, and they were going to give her her own show anyway, which I'm guessing was the Rangers of the New Republic show that they're working on, which will now probably be reshifted to focus on uh, Cobb Vanth as the main character or something like that, I could see. 
But so it's not like anything changed there. My guess is that she was warned and kept doing it. And it's the antagonizing part that gets you into trouble. Ooh. Is there a new My Hero trailer that just came out? I think a new My Hero trailer just came out. Hello. What do we have here? I'll watch that after. Um, Yeah. So it's like... And, and this gets to my bigger point. Like, you a-hole. This gets to the people with their politics on social media. Right? All of them. Is it... Why is it so effing important to you to tweet or post Instagram stories or whatever about your effing politics? Like you're going to change people's mind. Look, what, what is your obsession with just flooding your nonsense onto the internet? Why do you feel the need to do that and to pick fights with people and antagonize people and do this crap? Like what? Why? Regardless of the fact of whether you're right or you're a freaking lunatic. All, like, what's the point? You're, you're not changing anyone's mind. You're just throwing this crap out there and nobody cares. You're just hoping for an echo chamber there to make you feel good. And I just, I, I don't get it. And I, I shouldn't even be getting this worked up about it. Because honestly, Cara Dune wasn't even that good of a character. And Gina Carano's not even that great of an actress. Like, she's an incredibly forgettable character. You could wipe her right out of the series and nobody would know the difference. It makes no difference that the character's not going to be there. And it's just, oh, it's just so annoying that I have to deal with this. All right, I'm pretty pretty sure I just went on for like another minute ranting about this. But uh, my recording dropped again for some reason. Whatever. Uh, that's all I have to say on that. It's really not that big of an issue for me to have to worry about whatever all right the last thing i want to touch on uh nickelodeon is expanding on the avatar series they are forming avatar studios with the original makers of avatar the last airbender and they're going to come in they're going to make some movies they're going to make new series they're going to do a whole bunch of stuff with avatar which is great i fucking love that series if you've never seen avatar the last airbender Go watch it immediately because it's the best show I've ever seen. It is fan-effing-tastic. I love that show. Love that series. I want more of it. I'm glad I'm getting more of it here. And we'll see how it goes. They're going to start with a movie and then go from there. Uh, This is obviously to help promote Paramount+. Plus, But it also says a lot that... um, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konitzko, I think is how you say that. Uh, they left the live-action narr- uh, Avatar series that was being made on Netflix over creative differences, and they came back to Nickelodeon, and now Nickelodeon is investing in them, and they're doing their own thing with Avatar, which is good. And at least Nickelodeon's finally investing in the damn series now. Hopefully they don't jerk around with it like they did with The Legend of Korra and ruin it. So, that's it. It's my first little... Recap there, and that wasn't even the full month of February. Jesus. I may have to uh, pick my way and be real particular about the things I touch on to keep the time down. But this is good. We're at 47 and a half minutes. That's fine. That's all good, right? Where we're looking to be. All right. What's coming out? I am no longer going to read this whole list of nonsense on Wikipedia. We'll just scroll through it. 
see what's on here coming out in the month and call it a day. Uh, Harvest Moon One World is coming out for the Switch and the PS4. I think that's a new game. Might be a remaster. What the hell is Harvest Moon One World? I, I want to say it's a new game. Again, made by... Yeah, it is. I think. Anyway, it's made by a new developer. It's not like true Harvest Moon. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon's coming out on the PS5. What else is on here? Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is getting a... Uh, I think a next-gen upgrade this month. That was announced in the state of play... Uh, next gen Marvel's Avengers. Who cares? The game's dead. Tales from the Borderlands is coming back to the Nintendo Switch. Monster Hunter Rise comes out at the end of the month. So there's there's some games coming out. Uh, I know the Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out this month. Raya and the Last Dragon comes out this month. Right? So there's there's some things coming out. There'll be some things to talk about. And we'll see how this goes. But anyway, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate company. You, oh, and My Hero Season 5 starts this month. Super sick. Um, yeah. As always, you can catch me Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, at Sixter. Writing a bunch of stuff over at Screen Rant. Yada, yada, yada. All the normal plug crap. Come hang out. It'll be a good time. I'll uh, talk to you later. Have a wonderful month or however long until my next episode. And uh, adios. Thanks for hanging out.